0: Good morning. This is Minnesota River Valley Master Gardener, Barb Lampson And with me this morning are my fellow Master Gardeners. Karen Wright. And Harvey Hess. Hey! We are very lucky as gardeners because it's time to be harvesting some of these great things from our garden. It's a bounty. Yeah, it is, Karen. (laughs) And I know that you have started using dehydration for your vegetables and things. So let's talk about that a little bit.
1: Well, I started because we had so many pears and just the pears go crazy. And so what I do is I like to slice them thin and dehydrate them. Dehydration is a great way you take the moisture out of the food so that it lasts longer. And because of the absence of the moisture, the bacterial growth gets reduced, which also leads to the avoidance of spoilage. So it's good for some items, like I said, for fruits. It's always very good. And even some vegetables that I'm able to dehydrate. You can do green beans and then you can uh, put them in later and add a little color and flavor to things. You can do onions, you can do broccoli and tomatoes. I've done as well, dehydrated tomatoes and peppers. Uh, Even basil, you can make some powdered herbs uh, for use for later, you powder them up in your food processor after you've dried them up. So there's so many things, and dehydration is uh, inexpensive because you can get a de- good dehydrator for not that much.
0: Right. You know what I like about it, Karen. It reduces the volume down. True. You don't have to touch storage space. Out all that water, and and it also increases the sugar content because you don't have that water there. If you've never dehydrated tomatoes. Uh, you'd have a totally different product from when you have a fresh tomato or a canned tomato. So I would say, you know, go for that.
2: Does it take a long time to dehydrate?
0: It
1: depends on the what you have. I mean, if you're doing parsley, it doesn't take very long. Those leaves are done within a little while. But certain things like pears, I take them overnight just because of the moisture content or how thick you slice them so it just depends
2: and how many do you do at a time
1: well there's different size of dehydrators some have there's different levels it's like a little fan and a little heat under on this little special um, product the dehydrator and you can do any from just a few to a lot
0: so, Harvey, it's really important that the length of time will depend on. You have a thermostat on there when you set them. Most of them, the cheaper ones, don't. but Mine you do not need you do need a fan, and and that circulates the heat in there. Yeah. And you take out a tray and you check it, and you want them to be thoroughly dried.
1: Otherwise, they'll spoil. And then the right.
0: storage is, uh, you, you can uh, just store them in a clean glass jar, Pyrex jar. Or I've even with done a lid. zip. Uh, Ziplock bags? Sure. You
2: need them dry enough so they don't stick to each other.
0: Well, they'll spoil because then there'll still be bacteria. So that (laughs) is a great way. Now, Harvey?
2: I've never done it.
0: You've never? Okay. (laughs) You're excused.
2: I'm not much good at preserving foods because I've never done anything like it. I grow them. And I can cut them up for somebody, but that's the end of line for me.
0: <laughs> well, you know, one of the things, too, we uh, there are some things that we grow that uh, all we have to do is bring them in and store them at the right temperature. And I know that last year you had great luck with your squash.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, that's one thing I do. I, I find a place to put it in a uh, cool place. Uh, and dry. And dry. And dry. Um, In fact, I still got a couple of spaghetti squash there, I think they are still good.
0: You know, the thing about squash is uh, you want to be sure and leave the stem on. Yes. uh, So there's at least an inch and a half to two inch stem, and be sure that you don't scratch it or dent it or anything like that.
2: Another one is potatoes. Yep, potatoes. Uh, We got a place to store potatoes.
0: Right, and that should be a nice dark place, usually. Yeah. What do you do,
1: Barb, for preserving?
0: Well, I I do all three of these. Practices including canning. I have a canner, and so there are different things like stewed tomatoes that I like to make, and I use a canner for that. It's really important, though, if you're going to do something like that, you use recommended uh, canning jars. Don't use something that was a recycled salad jar or anything like that because they don't have the heat resistance. Also, you have to use new uh, lids each time because they have a a, a rubber heart to that, and you use them once and you want them to seal. So some things do well. Now, my friend and our good listener, uh, listeners, Sandy and Neil Schuette, they were telling me that here a few weeks ago, or maybe a month ago now, they had already froze their broccoli. They oh, raised, freezing's
1: a great way, too. I did that yes, with my raspberries.
0: Yes. So they raised Pac-Man, which is an early variety, and they wash the broccoli, and they put it in hot water, boiling water. They blanch it for one to two minutes. They take it out of there, and they plunge it in the ice water. They drain it. And then they freeze it in bags. And Neil said that this is perfect every time. So there's lots more information at the Extension Service on how to preserve food. If you'd like to know more about that, give them a call. Until next time, this is Barb Lamson along with Karen Wright and Harvey Hess wishing you happy gardening.